Hello. Hello. What is up? Hello. So, we're back again. Hopefully this mic sounds good. I kind of moved it around here. Um, back again. Let me get my water. I'm here solo today. I probably should have uh, moved this mic. I'm not sure if this picks up well or not. But, anyways, solo today. Ant is doing a simulator race, and it is the middle of the day, so we do not have anybody as degenerate as I am who doesn't have a fucking job. So, here we are. Um, Not really thousand things to talk about today. I do want to talk about Southwick because I thought that it was a good race. I thought that the 450s were pretty dialed in. Um, the 450s are good only because fucking Tomac doesn't get the start. Like, Tomac's obviously the fastest guy right now, but he doesn't get the start, so at least it's fun to watch. Like, you can watch fucking him come through the pack, but then watching the 250s, not fun whatsoever, just to kind of make this fucking quick, but the 250s are not fun to watch, because Jet just, I mean, literally both motos, we're on the sidelines, and I'm like, I pray that Jet starts like 30th, I don't want to see him crash or anything like that, but I want to see him start back there, so we can at least watch some sort of fucking, you know, charge through the pack, I must be so fat, because... Talking this much, literally, I get out of breath. Like, if I don't stop talking, I had to get some water. Like, if I don't, if I do these podcasts by myself, I, I think I'm literally going to have a heart attack one of these days. Like, and the cause of death is literally just going to be complete fatness. Like, I'm just going to be sitting here and just fucking talking, and that's how fat I am that I fucking am just going to die. Um, but anyways, yeah, so, like, 450s, are fun to watch, literally, because Tomac, I mean, I don't know, the only times that it's fun to watch where someone gets the start and then is way faster, like a jet situation, it was fun to watch, like, when Stewart did that, only because, or even Tomac, in, when he was on Geiklin, won, like, the first three rounds or whatever, or four races, the first two rounds, because he would win by, you know, fucking a minute, where, like, Watching Jet isn't fun because he fucking gets the start and then he puts, you know, a five-second gap and just breaks the dude like he broke Kitchen the second moto. And uh, he just keeps running that pace. And then once he gets that gap, he just kind of chills. And, I mean, it's the smart thing to do on his part, obviously. Like, you can't be mad at the guy for doing it as much as Jet annoys me. But, um, you know, then he just is it's almost like he's riding around. The only fun person to watch in... Uh, 250s is Shimoda because, you know, the kid charges to the end no matter what. I think I didn't see him slow down until the very last lap of the, of that second moto um, trying to catch Kitchen just because, you know, he was however far out. But it, it would be more fun to watch, I think, if Jet, I mean, if he kept getting the starts and then literally just hung it out like didn't, like an old Stewart. And, I mean, I understand that's not the, the smartest thing to do, but um, as a fan... I think that'd be sick. I got to pull up the uh, the finishing order. Also, want to give a huge shout out to a couple locals from my town that uh, not only tried to make it, some made it, but uh, a fellow podcast uh, guest 
young Brett Bosky. He he went out there. He did his best. Didn't make it, but shout out to Brett. And also shout out to young Joe Tate, another person that has talked on this podcast before. Um, I think he went 25-23. So not too bad for an out-of-shape 20-something-year-old who only rides on the weekends. So shout out Joe Tate. And um, let me pull up these results because I want to make sure I go through all these names. Um, Southwick, MX, results. Okay. So, I wish we could just see the fucking whole thing. Also, sorry for like the the um, air getting picked up behind me. Um, why can't they just show me the fucking results here? Okay. Um, yeah, my AC's on. It's literally like right behind me, so it's not ideal. But, um, yeah, so Tomac goes 1-1. Not crazy surprising. Sexton, it's got to be tough. Like, him going 2-2 and pushing as hard as he can. And, like, the sad part is if Tomac's not there, Sexton is just smoking everyone this year. But, you know, because Sexton has been putting in good rides. Even watching him at the wick there, he was pushing the whole time and didn't get the best of starts and still, like, didn't give up and went 2-2. So it's got to be tough watching Tomac go as fast as he is because Sexton is not riding bad. And he's lit- it's literally like Tomac, a gap, as far as, like, skill level and speed, I would say. Tomac, a gap, then Sexton, then a gap. And then there's, like, third through sixth is so close. Like, so, um, off topic, but also shout-out to Max Ants. He did fucking, he did really well at, at Southwick. I mean, it's kind of expected just because he's a European guy, but he's also been off. And, like, that's a new team that he's riding on and everything. So, good for him. I think he's also a fucking beast. Um, and then Plessinger, 7-3. We kind of haven't heard about him, like, all year. So, nice to have some sort of a change. Um, and then Roxon. I don't know what the deal is with Roxon. Like, he's fourth overall, 6-4. I mean, that's good. But I don't know if that's good for Roxon Because the dude, I mean... His starts are obviously what he get both hole shots right, but um, he just fades. I mean, and I don't even think it's it's weird because he gets like a second wind. Like I feel like Broxton puts in a good pace for like the first fifteen minutes, and then he falls off for like the next ten minutes, and then puts in a good pace for the final five minutes and two laps. Like even at at high point, him getting Dungy back and stuff right at the end. Like I feel like that was his second wind. So it's weird to see, not weird, but like. I don't know if it was the first or second moto, but you could see Roxon fall off and then kind of put it back together at the end of the moto. So, like, I don't understand. that. I mean, that can't be anything but mental, you know. Like, there's no way his bike's working better at the end of the race. Um, or, I mean, maybe there's a, a possibility of that, but it's unlikely. And then it can't be his fitness if he can push at the end but not in the middle. I mean, I don't know if that's some sort of strategy, but it's... It's weird. So I feel like he's got, like, some mental block in the middle of the race. Like, he just kind of dies down and then pushes again. I mean, it could be strategy, but if it is, it's, it's not working. So I don't really get it. Or maybe just getting old. I I really have no idea. Um, and then Craig, fifth overall, 3-8. That first moto, he led for a little bit. I mean, he looked good, but, but no one's got anything for Tomac. And then, like I said, it's Tomac. 
a gap, Sexton, a gap, and then all those other guys. That's that's why when you look, like if you look third overall, 7-3, and then it's 6-4-3-8-5-5-4-7-8-6, like it's really very uh, close, I would say. And then another one that's surprising to me is uh, freaking Ando. It just makes no sense because, like, Okay, first moto, unless he blew his whole wad, Anderson's down in the first corner. And, like, we didn't know that he went down first corner. All you know is that he was way back on the first lap watching, like, from the sidelines or whatever. We weren't watching on TV, so we didn't know. But either way, the dude comes from 30th place all the way to fucking 8th. And it's like, you got to think, okay, what if you got to start? Like, how how do you come from that far back, 30-something, to 8th? So... We were watching that second moto and seeing him start in whatever it was, like 10th or somewhere around there. It's really um, surprising to me that he ended up 6th at, at the end of that moto because the dude looked good. So, I mean, I can't really understand it um, unless he blew his whole wad, like first moto coming from that far back. So I really don't know. Um, uh, let's see. I also want to see if I can get myself a guest in here on the phone. Let me take a look. Maybe this person can offer some insights on the... um... No. They're at work. So, life goes on. But anyways. um, Yeah, so expected more from Anderson's second moto. But like I said, I mean, it takes a lot of effort for him to go 30s back way back on the first lap all the way to eighth. So, I mean, you can't be too mad at the guy, but still, it, it would have been nice to watch him get a start uh, first moto, you know, fresh and all that. And then going to the 250s, like I said, I mean, Jet 1-1 really, I mean, it's not surprising, but it's just boring to watch. Like, literally, the amount of people that saw him get the whole shot second moto and probably just went home, like, it definitely dwindled down pretty hard. Um I mean, it does that anyways in Nationals, but the crowd definitely went down faster than normal because, like, Jets out front, what's going to happen? I mean, the kid fucking, what, he tipped over in the first moto, but, like, second moto, again, you saw what happened in the first moto. He just dominated, and then second moto, he gets the start. It's like, people, you might as well just go fucking home. It's not even worth watching, which it's cool to have a dominant guy like that, and, I mean, like I said, can't blame the guy for just doing what it takes to to win and not trying to push or anything like that if he's in first. But it's not – I don't think it's the best thing for the fans. I don't know. For just the viewer. I mean, a lot of people like Jet, but it's it's not the most exciting racing. But either way, Jet 1-1, Shimoda 2-3. Again, I feel like it's the same thing. I mean, at least – I don't know. Hunter had a shitty weekend this this past weekend, but – Kind of the same thing. It's like the first guy and then a gap. And then, like, I would say Shimoda and Hunter Lawrence and then a big gap. But Kitchen, I feel like, is trying to move into that. Like, he went 8-2. And I will say, like, especially live, too, watching Kitchen, he really looked on pace with Jet. I think it's just Jet can run that pace a lot smoother because, like, Jet's hanging it out is still very in control. So, like might not look like he's hanging it out, but when Kitchen was behind him, Jet was definitely hanging out. It just looks very in control. So the odds of him crashing and stuff like that is probably way lower than a guy like Kitchen who has to push to run that pace. Like, I think that 
if Kitchen pushes as hard as he can, same thing with Shimoda, same thing with Hunter Lawrence, they can go the same speed as Jet. It's just not, like, even say Jet pushes as hard as he can and a guy like Kitchen pushes as hard as they can. I think top speed is actually pretty similar as far as pace. But I think that Jet's riding style makes it so he can hang it out like that and be safer than these other guys, or at least more consistent. So that's kind of how he's breaking them, is that they're both pushing as hard as they can, but Jet's not making mistakes. Like, he can push that hard and not make mistakes, um, which I think is the difference. Because I think Hunter, I mean, I'm sure in practice, um, they're probably similar speeds too. He probably knows that he can go just as fast, and I'm sure there's days where he's faster than Jet at, at the practice track, so... I mean, I don't know. I just think that these guys are going to have to figure out what kind of form or what Jet has, or maybe, I don't know if it's just a style thing or if it's, like, some element of his form or something that he's doing that makes it so he can be more consistent like that because he makes it look, he makes it look easy. It's, uh, like I said, not too fun to watch, but I think that Kitchen's creeping into that area of, um, you know, being one of those top, Top three, top four guys speed wise. Um, Shimoda, two, three. He's a beast. Not much to say about that. Um, and then Cooper, a very silent third place. I mean, we weren't really watching him, to be honest. Um, and Cooper's kind of just a punk, anyways. No, people didn't. I mean, he's not a fan favorite, that's for sure. And God knows why. I feel like he just rubs people the wrong way. He's just not an exciting personality. Um, and you got Kitchen, eight, two for fourth overall. Don't know what the fuck he was doing the first moto because the second moto he was hauling. Unless he got a shit start the first moto. We're going to take a uh, quick break. So, I don't know what he was doing. Hampshire, 4-5. Got to suck to get beat overall by an 8-2 if you go 4-5. Um, and then Styles Robertson, 7-7. Seven, seven. And the, the big story, I guess, Hunter Lawrence going 6-8 is really just terrible for his fucking championship hopes. I mean, the way that he needs to do it, and I mean, it doesn't matter that it's bro- it's his brother. The way you got to do it is once he got that points lead, he can't look back. And it's like, I'm sure that he wasn't planning on it, and a lot of this shit was out of his control, but who knows if he was tight or whatever now that he had the red plate this past weekend. But in order to break a guy like Jet, I feel like Hunter had to get the points lead and then try to make some sort of a statement at Southwick, like follow it up saying that, like, I would have won even if your bike didn't break. You know what I mean? Even if it's his brother. Because now Jet's like, okay, that was a fluke. I could just go right back to winning. Now, if Jet, you know, had the the DNF at Redbud and then Second Moto does well and then goes to Southwick and he gets smoked by his brother, it's a different story mentally. Um, so I think that's what Hunter needed to do, and he just didn't. So... Um, I think you could probably say now, the championship, I mean, if we look at points now, Jets at 261, Hunter 246, and Joe Shimoda at 224. So Shimoda, I think, is pretty much out of it. Um, The battle's definitely going to come down to both the Lawrence brothers, but if he's 15 points back and he just had the points lead and now he's 15 back again, we're going to need some sort of big swing to go on whether it's another blown up bike or someone crashing out because i do not see hunter lawrence just straight up beating jet he might beat him some motos but say hunter goes one one 
And Jet goes, Jet's not going to go 8-9. He's going to go 2-3. So, like, that's barely any points. What is that? Eight points, nine points, so or eight points. And then the next weekend, Jet maybe Jet wins that race. So I, I don't see Hunter going and, and just winning. Like, I, that's what he needs to do to win the championship because even that, if Hunter goes 1-1 for the next three weekends and Jet, like I said, goes 2-2, that's still, what, 18 points over three weekends? So, And do we really think that's going to happen? Odds are probably not. So I think Jet, even though they're brothers, I think Jet is probably in Hunter's head um, just because he gives no fucks. I mean, Hunter's older. Like, that's got to suck to just be getting smoked. And on top of that, Jet wouldn't even have that ride if it wasn't for Hunter either. So I I don't know. It, it's got to, I mean, I'm sure he's happy for his brother, but it's got to suck to just keep getting second, and especially getting second to a guy that you're like, probably more competitive with than anyone else on the track and have been competitive with forever. So that's got to be rough. Um, So that's really all I got to say about, about the weekend in general. It was a good, a good outing. Like I said, Joe young Joe Tate goes 25, 23, good showing for uh, new milf and uh, Brett, I think just got to keep working at it and maybe he makes it next year. So not a bad weekend, and they represented for the the podcast crew. So, um, I think it was a good weekend. I did not have any beers all day at Southwick. Um, I really, I guess I know why. I think I would have died um, because the night before we went to Springfield Casino and literally were gambling till like four in the morning. So, I really think that if I had fucking drank on Saturday, that I would be either in a coma or dead right now. Um, so I'm proud of myself on that front. Um, and then what else is new? I saw some shit in the news too. That fucking, that WNBA lady. I don't, I don't even know what her name is. Um, one second. The WNBA lady who brought fucking, uh, whichever one is in prison now in fucking Russia what a fucking moron, honestly. Like, I, it's, it seems like it's big news, and I just am barely even hearing about it just because I don't look at the fucking news. Let me look this up. WNBA. Something I never thought I'd fucking look up. Russia prison. Okay. U.S. basketballer Brittany Greiner. Greener? Made honorary WNBA all-star while facing 10 years in Russian prison. So, I mean, why are we even getting behind her? I mean, I understand. I understand that it's fucking, it's, maybe it's like a principal thing, but how can you be so dumb? Like, especially with all this shit going on with Russia anyway, it's not like we have the best relationship with them. You're just gonna, you're really gonna try to go in there with fucking some weed carts, like some fucking dab pens. Why? Like, I don't care who you are. You can stop smoking for the week that you're in Russia to not potentially face 10 years in jail in fucking Russia. Fuck that shit. How dumb can you be? That's just fucking stupid. Um, let me see. Let's see if we can get any fucking updates here. Bear with me. Let me I'm going to scroll and look for one second. CBS here. Brittany Griner situation explained. 
Let me get a gist of this. So she tries to go in. Russian Federal Customs Services claims to have found vape cartridges containing the marijuana concentrate hashish oil in Greener's. What is it? Greener or Griner? Who knows? In her luggage. The 31-year-old on trial for large-scale, this is quote, large-scale transportation of drugs, an offense that can carry a sentence of up to 10 years behind bars in Russia, according to New York Times. Uh, both issued their support. Yeah, but fuck your support. I mean, seriously, how dumb can you be? I feel like I've said this 10 times, but, like, if you go to, I mean, you're asking for fucking trouble. I don't, look, if you want to take fucking dab carts and fucking put them on the plane and go from fucking uh wherever to fucking wherever in the u.s knowing that okay if they find them honestly tsa might see them and not even give a fuck that's one option the second option is they see them and they go okay you can't have these and they fucking take them and smoke them themselves or they make you throw them out that's the second option third option is you fucking talk to fucking some sort of feds at the airport and they go okay don't do that shit again or they fucking say, we're going to fucking try you for whatever. Because obviously it's going to be a tiny amount. And they're going to be like, yeah, pay us this fucking fine or whatever. And don't fly for fucking six months. That's the worst that's going to happen in America. So if you do that in America, God bless you. Um, people aren't really going to fucking care. But don't go to fucking Russia like that. That's just that's just so fucking stupid. So, I mean, hopefully the bitch can come back. But... It's a bad time to be fucking in prison in Russia. I can guarantee you that. So, um, those reporters I'm in our position because it's too early for it. Like, yeah, good luck, bro. It's just fucking so stupid. Pre-trial detention was reportedly extended six months. Her fourth such extension. Previous was ran through July second. Um, attention had already been extended twice at that point. So, either way, like, say she goes, again, here are the scenarios. Either she goes to trial and they go, okay, whatever. You're, you're not a fucking drug dealer. We don't want these problems with America and we send you back. The, another scenario is, and even in the first scenario, she's going to be in a Russian prison for fucking six months. I don't know how long she's been there, but it's going to be however long till the fucking trial. And Russians probably don't even like Americans to begin with. The, I mean, the general public, not even like the, the politicians. So don't see that going well. But either worst case scenario or best case scenario, you're still going to be in jail for fucking what? A year while you're dealing with the fucking trial? So she's fucked. Not that she had an amazing uh, fucking career before. Nothing against the WNBA, but um, it ain't the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Don't cancel me. But, uh, I mean, you're done, dude. You're out for a year. What happens when you come back? I mean, who knows? Maybe she's like a poster child. Or she comes back like that dude from fucking North Korea, and she's just a fucking vegetable. And the Russians are like, I, I do not know what happened. I don't know. So or who knows what kind of fucking accent that was, but... That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is they run her through the trial and they say, yeah, we're going to make an example out of you. Here's 10 years. Um, And then what? She's going to be 40 when she comes out. She's going to be a hardened fucking Russian prisoner. And again, life's over. Best, Best case scenario, she's in there for definitely still a year. And 
somehow they work some shit out and Russia just gives her back. Um, that's an option, but who knows if that's going to happen? And if it does happen, we're going to. They're already talking about Russia wants to trade her for like a fucking Russian arms dealer that's in America. So what? We're we're going to get a WNBA player to give them a fucking a murderer? Like you know what I mean? It's it's just so dumb. Like realistically, she made her own bed. So that's what I got to say about that. So. I guess the moral of the story is the bitch is fucking stupid. She shouldn't have fucking done that, and she's dumb. So what are you going to do? Um, another thing that's on my mind, too, I don't know. This has to do kind of with, like, government and shit like that. Let me get a sip of water first. Un momento. Un, un momento. Oh shit. That was definitely more than a sip. Um I think that every I mean every day, so I do like day trading or whatever every morning. That's like my source of source of income even though I'm not making fucking millions, but that's my source of income. It I survive even though right now I'm not really paying bills. So I got a decent situation going on. But I'm Saving up to try to fucking move. Regardless, I look at these markets every fucking day. And looking at them, the more and more that I fucking look at them. Because I trade the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P 500 on a pretty regular basis too. And I mean, if there's no trades on there, then I'm still looking at them regardless. It doesn't look fucking good. I mean, I'm not... I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm like some fucking financial analyst or, or a fucking... Uh, finance fucking podcaster but I don't know the fucking details all I know is that their print their solution is to just keep printing fucking money and they wonder why the fucking NAS 100 and fucking Dow Jones and shit like that are fucking going to the floor um, let me pull up this fucking market right now I, I think today was relatively bullish meaning it's going up today but what's fucking one day so if we look at the fucking the daily time frame here on fucking NAS 100. Not even. Today's fucking bearish, dude. Fucking so stupid. I mean, I took a buy and it worked out, but I think higher time frame looks pretty fucking going down today anyway. So over the past three days, we've gone on NASDAQ down from 12,184 to a low of 11,731 in fucking three days. So it's uh, it's not good. It's really, it's not ideal. And if you look at the fucking daily, which is the bigger, you know, more macro scale, we made a high at 16,697. Call it almost 17,000. I'm just talking about NASDAQ 100. And... We've gone as low as 11,000. So on a share of fucking NASDAQ 100, if you had one share right now, you'd be out fucking six grand on one share since January of this year. So it doesn't look fucking good. And if I look at where we're headed, um, let's see. Pretty clean, not even clean traffic here, but... I mean, it doesn't matter. We're just, we had a big low in April of 2020 at 6,800. But we're headed back down, dude. Because, I mean, 
here's the difference, and I've told quite a few people this. The difference is, you know, people think we're just going down for a little bit and then we're going to come back up. I don't see an end, shortly at least, because in a very, very long time, if you look at higher time frame just structure on, on markets, right, it's easy to see what a, an uptrend looks like. You know, it makes a higher high, makes a higher low. It looks like a like a wave almost. You guys, I'm sure, can fucking picture this. We've been uptrending on these t- higher time frames for decades. I mean, even during COVID, if you look at it, it's really just, it was a heavy retracement is what it's called, which is basically when it goes from a higher high to a higher low, and then we keep going up. And that's what happened, even during COVID, and that was peak covid like march april all that shit in 2020 we recovered from that and we flew up like that was just a regular retracement even though it was all that turmoil going on since january though like mind you we made a double top for those that that don't know what that means in danbury or not danbury january i'm a fucking idiot um danbury's a town in connecticut i'm an idiot um a double top is where price comes up to a certain point, bounces off of it, and then goes back up and tries to break that point again and bounces off the same exact thing. So it's equal highs. We had that in January. Not a good sign. I mean, I, there's a ton of liquidity sitting up there. There's a ton of money in the market up by those those numbers. But since then, we haven't been, we didn't make a regular retracement. We broke structure to the downside, then made a lower high, then made a lower low, and now we've been downtrending since January. And now, in fucking July, we're way, way low, and no signs of fucking stopping here. Like, it's literally forming another double top on the daily from a previous high towards the end of June. So, we're fucked. And, I mean, people, I don't think, understand the gravity of what's going on um, because people think of it that way. They fucking they get sucked off by MSNBC and Fox and whoever... And, well, maybe not Fox because they want to shit on Joe Biden and the administration, but these people that say, oh, for however long, for 80 years, the the S&P 500 has gone up at this rate. And it's true, but it doesn't mean that it can't go down for for years before it goes back up again. I mean, 50 years from now, I'm sure we'll be, you know, 20, 30,000 per share of NASDAQ 100. So, like, if you bought in now... I mean, you get a good price if you were going to hold it until you were 65 years old. If you were 20 now, you know, 50, 45, 50 years from now. Um, But at the same time, you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to watch your money fucking dwindle for who knows how long before the shit fucking turns around. And honestly, I don't think it's going to turn around until fucking gas prices can be better and taxes are lower, like all shit like this and it's not going to fucking happen while joe biden's in office um i hate to say it so but people don't understand the gravity of of what how hard it is on a big high time frame and these companies represent like the market as a whole as a lot of people know like dow jones nasdaq 100 these these tech companies you know the top 100 tech companies represent our whole economy pretty much um so for them to start downtrending right that's it doesn't mean that oh the companies aren't doing well that means that our whole economy is not doing well and i mean it's pretty obvious and again people just go well it's shit now but it's going to get better well 
who knows? I mean, it will get better, but how much worse is it going to get before it gets better? So it's just a random topic of the day because I think about this shit pretty often. And, I mean, I don't know how many people are listening to this that don't live in America, but um, shout, shout out Crop Daddy um, in Australia if he's listening. But, I mean, overall, it's fucked. So my advice, I don't know what my advice would be. My advice would be either buy some shit now and hold it until you're 65. Like, there's only two things you could do. You can either double down on fucking on um these big index funds and knowing you're getting a good price compared to you know 50 years from now or you fucking put your money in something like gold and think well while all this shit is going to the floor um hard assets are going to go up because at least we know that those have value you know like real estate is going up because Number one, they're printing a shit ton of money. And number two, we know that those are going to maintain some sort of value because it's not just this paper bullshit that's just being crafted in a fucking, from some printer in Washington, D.C. So those are your two options, really. You, or you just stay out altogether and just say, I'm fine and make my money and fucking put it in a savings account. But if you're putting your money in a savings account, it's not the smartest thing you could do. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you could put money in almost any stock that's that's going up or that you at least have some sort of knowledge that it's going to go up and say you make 5% in a year or say you bought a, buy a house and that goes up 10% in a year or whatever. That's 10% on your money. Now, if you go and put your fucking money or even if it went up 2%, now, if you go and put your fucking money in... Um, a regular savings account, you're getting 0.2% a year compounded or whatever. What the fuck are you doing? I mean, it makes no sense. At least make your, let your money work for you. You know what I mean? Like, especially in times like this where your dollar is going to, is worth less and less money every single day. The more money that they fucking print and the more money there is. And I don't even think we've seen the full effects because all that money is probably not even in circulation yet. Even if they stop fucking printing money right now. And they, they're not gonna. But even if they did, we'd still fucking... It's going to be months ahead of time that um, we're fucked. So I think that's the smartest thing you could do. Let your money do some sort of work for you. Especially now when you need more to get the same thing. And again, like part of the problem is... Money is being worth less and less, and prices are going up because of it. But at the same time, no one's getting paid more. Like, how many people, is there an inflation? Like, there is, people get paid more year over year because of inflation, but maybe it's like 1%, or if you get lucky, you get a 3% raise, but that's not just because of inflation, it's because of your performance. So, either way, if you get your regular inflation raise or whatever it's nothing compared to fucking how much money is going to be worth less at that time if we're going the way that we're going and the problem is once you print money it's out there you're not getting it back like how how do you buy it back from people you can't because the only thing you could buy it back with is money i mean so that's just my my thought process is now more than ever it's important to try to at least scale what you're doing, whether that's your job or something. Whatever you're doing, find a way to make, and I know it's easier said than done, find a way to make an extra 20% because you're going to need it. Because 
with shit is just getting more and more fucking expensive. So that's that's Dom's fucking uh, tips of un, uninformed advice for today. Um, so I don't know why I want to talk about that. How long have I been on here? Thirty six minutes. It really should be like I, I feel like. People could probably get put in a mental hospital for just talking to themselves for fucking 36 minutes. So, you know, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, another thing, um, trading too. Today, not a fucking good trading day. Really not ideal. And it's sad because I took one trade. I took one trade, it was a loss. And then the second trade, which, you know, it is what it is. And then the second trade I took was a prime trade and I was being a pussy. So I put my fucking stop loss, and for those that don't know, the stop loss is basically the point where you're going to leave the trade if it's not going your way. I put my stop loss further than I should have, um, literally just from being a pussy, and uh, it ended up screwing me because I didn't fucking, if I had put it closer, I would have got out of the trade and made money, but instead, I put it further, and it didn't go to where i needed it to go and then turn around and i lost money so from there shit just hit the fan i fucking got out of control and ended up fucking losing uh two percent so it is what it is but uh either way not an ideal trading day but what the lesson we can take from this you can't beat yourself up for fucking one day of bullshit doesn't mean that you just have to be fucking affected for the rest of the week like i understand that today was a shit trading day for me um but it could have been good and realistically the first two trades i took were good i kind of just fucked myself so i can learn from how today went and be thankful that it didn't go worse than it did and use that knowledge to better myself in in you know for the rest of the week so either way i think that um you know you can't i can if like say i took this today and was like i'm fucked and i got all depressed and then it's going to affect my performance for the rest of the week, you know, where if I say I can learn from this and I can come back tomorrow and, you know, do better and I'll make the money back and then some by the end of the week, then it is what it is. You know, I, I'm using it as a learning experience and I'll be better off and I'll still be in the green at the end of the week. So, you know, I think it's important to not fucking shit on yourself, you know, just cause you fuck up once. Um, you know, unless you fuck up and murder someone, in which case, you know, there's not much coming back from that. There's certain things that you can fuck up and not really shit on yourself too hard, try to learn from. But if, like, if you go out and murder someone and, you know, you can't be like, oh, I'm not going to let this ruin my week, you know, that's not how shit works. So, um, it's, uh, shit, dude. I'm telling you, I'm way too fat to be talking by myself for fucking 40 minutes. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Um, I'm going to give Ant a call, though, and see what the deal is with that boy. Hold on. How does this... How do I even connect this? I thought this was connected. Settings. Bluetooth. Roadcaster. Oh, we're connected. So calling it but yeah you can't shit on yourself should i turn this up probably a little bit
Water. Rough. Really rough. Your call has been forwarded to an auto. Okay. Let me try another one. Oh, he's calling me back. Hello? What's up? Uh, I got you on the connected through the podcast tools. Oh. When's your race? About 20 minutes. Interesting. Interesting. What do you think about the lady that's in Russia in prison? What's she in prison for? The WNBA lady. Oh, they're selling drugs? No, she was bringing uh, carts in. She brought carts in through the airport. What do you... You you ask me if she should be in prison? What do you think about her? I don't know her personally. You think that she's going to get out? No. They said 10 years is what she's facing. For like a couple of carts. If only it was like in America, a lot of people would be fucked. I think you should go to the gas station and get me some Diet Coke. No, I shouldn't. Why not? I can't drive. I can't drive 65. I gotta clean my computer too. You should see the backside of this fan. It's disgusting. But, anyways. How does it sound when I talk through this thing? Not great. What do you mean, not great? It doesn't sound as good as it does over the normal thing. What about compared to speaker? Yeah. Better? Yeah. Interesting. Pretty, pretty good. Are okay, you bored well, of podcasting by yourself? I just figured I'd ask you about the Russian lady. I've been doing it for 42 minutes, so I'll probably be done, but mostly because uh, it's hard to talk. Not not because there's nothing to talk about, but because I'm so fat that I run out of breath when I talk. That's why it's tough to talk. Yeah. Not the fact that you're talking to nobody. I'm talking to our millions of listeners. That's what you don't understand. Are you rounding? I'm rounding up, for sure. From, from five to a million? Wondering if I should call Susan. Maybe she wants to add something. Probably give you a real, some real insight. Should I add her to this call? Uh, you can add her, but I'll hang up. Why? Because I got things to gotta do. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay then. Carry on. See you later. Bye. Shows how much Aunt wants to talk to me. Fucking scumbag. Um, but anyways, Ant got his words in. I don't know. Today's kind of been a um, an up and down, all over the place podcast. But from now on, this is how I'm going to end it because, like I said, I can't barely breathe. I'm way too fat. Um, so I think that from now on, I'm being a real punk, and I've said this multiple times that I'm going to do more podcasts. But from now on, I'm going to keep the schedule of Tuesdays and Thursdays. No matter what. I don't know how long it's going to be. It might be 30 minutes. It might be an hour. It might be fucking 15 hours. I have no idea. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to work on trying to get some sort of guests. But at the same time, it works best for me to record these at like fucking 2 p.m. Because I have shit to do um, 
in the morning after the trade, and then at night I eat dinner. I want to fucking watch Netflix and do nothing. So, um, hopefully that works. I just don't know who I will be able to talk to at fucking two p.m. So, I guess we'll fucking try to figure it out. But either way, worst case scenario, you guys will be stuck with listening to just me, um, which could be good or bad and like i said hopefully maybe this is like a workout maybe i can do this tuesday and thursday and i'll lose weight just because i'm only taking like one out of every 10 breaths that i should take um you know that could be some upside let me call tom though and i'm gonna get him to do an outro um even though i said that i was gonna end it we're calling tom This is going to show whether or not I have friends or not. My own brother barely picked up. Seems like a no. Seems like a not going to happen. Damn, dude. Hold on. Here's Tom's voicemail. Hi, you've reached Tom terrible i'm not gonna do the rest of it because i don't want to out where tom fucking works but you know anyways i gotta stand up though so i can do this fucking outro at least i can put the music on oh my god okay well anyways it's been a pleasure like i said sorry for the um the lack of fucking um i don't even know what you'd call it for the lack of consistency of topics but at least you know we had a conversation and i would love it if i could say like you know i'm going to do it at 2 p.m and have people be able to call in um that would be cool but anyways um good to see everyone hopefully you guys listen in and you enjoy it and sorry that stuff i make doesn't make sense a lot of times so i appreciate you guys and i will see you later